0: gather around your speakers, hoop heads. It's NBA Storytime. Jamel Johnson here to spin you tales of NBA shenanigans you didn't know you needed to know. Like that time when a little startup league tried anything to be relevant. Or when Ricky Davis earned himself a dumb nickname. I also love you, Ricky Davis. Catch a new tale on NBA Storytime every week, then listen to the post game where I break it down with comedians, ballers, and what have you. Find NBA Storytime on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly.
2: Coors
3: Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Guys, what's up? want to take a quick second to let you guys know that our podcast is supported by Anchor. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm doing this ad from my phone as we speak. Anchor will contr- will distribute sorry your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minim- minimum listenership. Evidently, I can't talk. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the show washed up walk-ons nation i hope we hope that you had a great thanksgiving got to see some family and eat some good food we're glad you're here for episode nine on this new monday time slot we talk a little bit about senior day and what it means to us kind of take you through the emotions of that and then we break down the nebraska game it was a good one let's have a day let's go God that gets me juiced up every time. Doesn't that juice you
2: guys up? I love that intro. It's the best one I've ever heard.
3: It's uh, it's for all. I get a lot of DMs about it. For all those wondering, if you if you want to know the song, it's called. Just go on YouTube and search JPB High. Um, I think it actually gets talks about getting high, and like that's the song. Uh, but. I just, I literally searched like cool intro music when we started this thing that came up as one of those free songs that we could use without copyright. And so
2: uh, I feel like go. if you dropped a little acid or ate some mushrooms or something and you just listen to that intro just on loop over and over again, it, it might feel pretty good in your brain.
3: <laughs> I am i can't, I, I have no comment. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but we're back. We're back. Uh, it's uh, it's Monday morning right now. That's when you guys are uh, are hearing this for the first time. Surprise! The wash up walk ons have now moved to recording on Sunday evening or Sunday at some point, and uh, we'll now be releasing our episode. Barring complications or you know life that happens and we just can't overcome it, uh, we're going to try and up uh, upload on on Monday mornings. So that's week one of this. Is week one of that we are excited to be doing it on Sundays. I think, uh, we're you know, doing it on Wednesday nights. We were a few times. We were, the juice was gone. We just, you know, long work day. Kevin's been selling whatever the fuck he sells to people all day. <laughs> uh, again, this is week two. He's, he's two weeks in, well, week and a half in two weeks, probably still doesn't know what he's selling. Um, no idea Wednesday Wednesday was just it was like an eh day but uh Sundays and uh not that it matters now but would have been closer to the game when the games happened. but uh yeah we're here we hope you guys are uh are psyched for a great week uh maybe we can help a little more on a Monday than we would on a Thursday you guys might be looking at a long work week uh how was your guys' past week? Good. Anything exciting happen? Yeah, man.
1: Kevin, anything
2: happened in your life?
1: Yeah, I have uh, I had a great past week, you know. Thanksgiving was on Thursday. Uh, had a couple friends come visit, and we made ourselves a little Friendsgiving dinner. Cooked up some turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, the whole nine yards, and uh, we put on a pretty good meal. We'll say so myself, and obviously... Got to go see the Hawks beat uh, Little Red over there,
3: and then... I love I love the nickname Little Red. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Ike used it on Twitter. Uh, George used it. I think that's going to stick, Little Red.
2: Uh, Kevin and I were sitting uh, in the stands, obviously, with his dad and his brother, and somehow two Nebraska fans got into like the Iowa season ticket holder section. Cause obviously Kev's parents have season tickets. So you would assume they're sitting next to other season ticket holders. And these two Nebraska fans are just like in a sea of black and gold. And at the beginning of the game, like when things were really looking grim for him, I got a video of the, of the kid just like sitting with his head in his hands. And behind me, Kevin's dad is like, look at this clown. It looks like his dog just died. <laughs> He's like, you okay, buddy, did your dog just die? And it was absolutely gold.
1: It was pretty comedy. It, uh, tough. Yeah. He got, he got a little riled up there in the fourth quarter, but then, you know, after, uh. Miguel iced the game. He looked like
3: his dog got shot again. So, uh, that's <laughs> five minutes in. We're talking about dogs getting shot. Uh, we're going to talk about the game. Uh, first, I want to go back to, I want to tell the listeners about Kevin. And uh, for those who don't know Kevin, he's, uh, he actually is a quite a little bit of a chef. Wouldn't you agree, Drake?
2: He is pretty good in the kitchen he really is when we
3: I yeah, appreciate when we it. uh yeah when we our past year really our past uh, the last year that we lived on Benton street in Iowa City, Kevin got real into uh into the the meal making uh and he he would do it up
2: um he was studying culinary arts he
3: he didn't you have a book that you ha that you bought
2: no yeah, or so um I'd always
1: been interested in cooking and, uh, my, uh, my aunt bought me, uh, a, a, a like a cooking textbook that, you know, shows you like how to prepare like certain types of food and stuff, like not just recipes and stuff, but like actually like how to go about like cooking stuff, you know, what's the right way to do it, you know, um, just stuff like that. And yeah, I, uh. I kind of took advantage of the uh, overwhelming amount of time we had during our training for pro day. You know, we worked out for two hours a day, then didn't do shit else the other twenty two hours a day. So, yeah, I kind of kind of picked up cooking, and uh, yeah. So, like yeah. So when I at it.
3: yeah, you weren't bad when when I heard that you made a little Thanksgiving meal, I I I knew that it was uh it was better than your average meal because I think one night Kevin even cooked us uh.
2: Surf and turf, yeah,
3: yeah. We had a big meal one night where we all kind of went and bought our own, uh, our own course for the night. It was, uh, it was one of the good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that it was a good time. Kevin. But yeah, I, I, Kevin uh, was Kevin, Kevin made, made breakfast. Kevin was a big egg guy. He made eggs.
2: He made toast, uh, pancakes. He was a huge toast and avocado guy for all the ladies.
0: Yeah, for all
3: the ladies listening out there. I multiple times on my Snapchat story, I put, I put up some of uh, Kevin's culinary products. Uh, he would make a great husband, um,
2: <laughs> and I at sampled least cooking his, wise, uh, I sampled his Thanksgiving dinner because after the game on Friday, uh, he's like, "Dude, I've got a ton of extra food. Like, you want to come over and?" just eat some leftover. I'm like, yeah, let's give her a try. And aside from the garlic mashed potatoes, which I absolutely despise because which garlic is, is truly the worst thing on this entire planet. Uh, uh, the dinner was absolutely fantastic.
1: Oh, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, I can't take all the credit. I was really just in charge of the, uh, the Turkey and, uh, the stuffing, the stuffing is an old family recipe. It's actually my great grandma's. Oh, I, uh, I like to think that I didn't disappoint her up in heaven. And I, I, I held the family recipe to, up to the standard that you know it's <laughs> that we, we we try to hold it to. Um, then my dad helped me out, you know, with uh, how to how to prepare the bird, and I think I made a pretty decent bird. But no, yeah, honestly, Kevin, i Kevin, you are pretty good. At at Angel, they helped the uh, they helped the whole Thanksgiving meal, and we put on a pretty good uh, pretty good deal.
3: <sighs> All right, well. Drake, I it it saddens me that you and I, I've let you know this let you know this before, but I garlic mashed potatoes are so good. My grandma had a big old batch that I ate on Wednesday night. Um, it just hurts me a little bit that you don't enjoy them. But
2: here's a story that I told Kevin uh, back a few episodes ago. I told you guys and the listeners about how the Sicilian uh, was a. St- just probably one of the best pizza restaurants in the world while it was up and running. And uh, we had a pizza that had eggplants and garlic, minced garlic on it. And uh, Kevin pointed out that neither of those things belong on a pizza, and I said he was absolutely correct. (laughs) I agree. But anyways, I think it was called like the Roma or something. And so every once in a while, some freak would order this pizza. And the first time I tried to make it, May very well have been the last time because I'm pretty sure that, you know, I put the red sauce on the dough and then I went to to grab the minced garlic and I didn't know at the time how badly I actually hated garlic and I caught one whiff of that and I'm pretty sure I gagged on the pizza. So we had to throw that one out and that was the last time I was ever put in charge of making that pizza because you can't just be like going and puking on people's food.
3: That well, yeah, that's correct. You uh, you can't do that. Which is this, uh, I just pulled up this article. I don't know what this is. Uh, f FPI, the Football Power Index.
2: Uh, yeah, it just takes like the the good wins that you have and takes it against the losses and like what the team's rankings were and it's supposed to be like a pretty good algorithm to determine like how strong your team actually is. Not kind of like goes against. Your maybe your record a little bit.
3: Well, we're 15th on it, so yeah, so that's cool.
2: Uh, not that
3: any poll means shit other than CFP. Um, Thanksgiving was good. Uh, I had six of them, six Thanksgivings, huh? So the Friday before last week. I had a friendsgiving with uh, some some friends here in Des Moines, me and Lauren. and then a week ago today I had one side of Lauren's extended family and then Wednesday we had one side of my extended family. Then th- Thanksgiving Day we had the other side of Lauren's extended family. Uh, Friday we had the other side of mine and then on Saturday, yeah, or yesterday, we went to Marshalltown and ate another one with just her
2: parents and sister. That's so like obscenely six. exhausting. Yeah, like that, that's, that's just really way, way too many Thanksgivings. Like, we may all need to really kind of compact that down a little bit. Yeah,
1: boy, we made lucky you don't have to weigh in on Monday because Doyle would be on your ass, you'd be at least 15 over.
3: Well, that's the thing is I, I weigh myself every morning and I only gain through this whole process, like a pound and a half. Um, so I'm not really sure my weight's weird. I, I don't know. Um,
2: Who was we won
1: him in, uh, after one break, someone came in, Terrence, 14 pounds
3: overweight and <laughs> coach parents goes. <laughs> oh, here we go! Hey, oh, 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 warning for all of those who wanted the more more th- KF impressions. You're about to get them, okay? Because I'm <laughs> going to give mine. Because you're going to get it right now. So
1: th- thanks for the intro, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah,
3: yeah. Well, I, I needed to warn them because everyone wanted this again. Yeah, okay. uh, this the context of this story was uh, Terrence Harris, who is no longer on the team. Um, he was a D lineman. He. We, we weighed in every week uh, of our life for the five years we were at Iowa. Sometimes more often than that, um, and it was it was a weigh, weighing it. Most of you wouldn't survive because you have to be within a four pound window every week, every Monday, or else you are or there's consequences. Regardless, we went on like a Thanksgiving break or some it was kind 4th of break, of July. and Terrence Harris. Yeah, Fourth of July break, so we got a week off. Still, hard to hard to gain, you know, five, six, seven pounds in a week, like of actual weight. Terrence Harris came back and he was seventeen pounds overweight. <laughs> and so, uh, and uh, we,
1: have a, we have a team meeting after our break, and uh, you know, Coach Ferrance is a little disappointed in the body weight sheet because there's uh, there's more than average amount of guys who had missed weight, whether it was over or under. And he goes, you know, we need to be more, uh, we need to be, be more uh, consistent in our weights, okay? That's just that's just something that, you know, you can you can you can sh- tell that if a team's on their shit, they're gonna be on their body weights, okay? We had one guy get fucking pregnant over break, all right? We can't have that bullshit.
0: <laughs> and- oh, oh
1: shit! <laughs> like you want to take him oh. seriously, and and you do, but at the same time, <laughs> KF's just a funny motherfucker.
3: He's though just the way he can just I mean who thinks of that like get it's just so good just to hear him say that he, he uh we had one guy get pregnant okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Terrence gained like seven sixteen or seventeen pounds in one week so really shout out to you Terrence because that's impressive <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so we played we played Nebraska.
2: The oh, white shirts, anyway. yeah, little red. We,
3: there's a lot to talk. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, black shirts, big red, little red. There's so many topics to go off of this, but uh, we want to we want to start out tonight. This is this is the first thing we've scripted in like four weeks. Talk a little bit about Senior Day. And, uh, how it was for us individually, we're each going to kind of take you through our thought process, or at least I'm going to, I don't know what the other guys are going to talk about, but, uh, uh, the emotions of it kind of, kind of the thoughts leading up to it, what it meant to us. Uh, it's a very, it's a very special day. I I actually tweeted about it and I didn't, I didn't think the tweet was going to really be that popular. It's kind of a longer tweet that I didn't think anyone would read ended up getting like 2000 favorites. So, uh, that probably lends to it wanting to be heard more um,
2: special day. Very special day. You guys, when do you want to take this or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Um, I think that maybe my senior day was a little bit different than everybody else's because for those of you that don't uh, know me personally, I am a bit of an emotionless psychopath. <laughs> so, true to be honest walking into Kinnick, nothing felt any well, well, different let's 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 go back a little bit on that you're not i mean you show emotion
3: oh, no I i'm just, not talking
2: know. about i'm talking about like
3: Com- like pat like compassion I'm, I'm,
2: yeah like obviously uh, i'm an angry asshole you're you're
3: very far on the side of on the f- side of um
2: i run red hot
3: negative emotion maybe uh or maybe a harder harder emotion not so much on the soft sensitive side of things so yeah
2: i'm not i'm not real sensitive that's a good way to put it yeah and like senior day it was yeah. it was definitely surreal to to be running out of the tunnel uh you know being introduced and meeting your parents at midfield and you know all the things you've seen people do forever Uh, And you never really thought you would get there. And then all of a sudden it's there. But like, as for the emotional side of it, like I didn't really feel any other emotion except for like excited to play. Um, I don't know. That was, that was kind of weird for me because everybody said that it was like going to be tough and you might cry and everything like that. And I never had any of those emotions. Like I told my mom before it happened uh, every (laughs) Wednesday night, I used to go and eat dinner with my family uh, back in Muscatine. I told my mom, I'm like, mom, now listen, you're going to be out on the field in front of all these people. I was like, do not cry. I was like, don't you dare embarrass me and cry because I don't know. I'm just not all about that crying shit. And uh, she told me she couldn't promise anything, but she did a pretty good job of holding it together. But uh, yeah, for me, uh, senior day didn't really feel too much different than any other game except for the introduction. Uh, I don't know. I'm just different. Yeah, Drake is different. A, that's
3: that's a good way to put it for Drake. Yeah,
1: I mean that's not surprising for Drake. I think Clue,
3: you and me are on the other side of the spectrum. Like, I, it was I'm I'm pretty, right? I'm, I'm like super far on the other side of the, of the spectrum when it comes to like some like serious like very serious things in life. I'm I'm pretty ninety five percent of situations and emo and like emotions, or, or situations and things that happen. I'm very. It's kind of weird i I don't really stray too far from like that flat line even keel uh but when like things happen like senior day i've I'm super emotional um and a lot of people honestly haven't seen that side of me um but i I do get very emotional so yeah, and I know that you're more emotional than Drake is too I mean um,
1: really that's not saying much, but yeah um i'll I'll go through my experience a little bit. Um, for me, it was kind of hard because there's truly nothing I love more than playing in Kinnick. Um, I think both y'all back back me up on that. It's truly a hundred percent that you know is it's really like no other stadium that we've played in. And uh, you know, I, I <laughs> me and Klu have always joked like, you know, we peaked, man. <laughs> This is uh this is yeah. it. Our life gets a hell of a lot less uh, interesting as soon as we're done playing here, and uh, well, that's that's held pretty
3: true so far. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's a real- That day is a realization of that, or or a come to Jesus of that kind
1: of. Yeah. That your times your times coming to an end. Like you got a month left to play, and that's that's it. Um. Yeah. So. You know, when you start getting lined up to get introduced is when that kind of started to hit me. Like, not so much during uh, warmups or anything like that. For that, for me, it was business as usual. But yeah, when we started getting lined up and like I heard the other seniors getting called in front of me, I'm just like, damn, this is really our last game in Kinnick. Like, this is it. There is it. I'm never going to get to play here ever again. And, um, one thing that pissed me off is that I got introduced after Akram. So Akram obviously got the biggest fucking applause, and then there I am right after him. So
2: <laughs> I was, was just I was just about to bring up the fact that Kluver had to get announced right after Josie. Yeah, I came right after,
1: after the Outlaw,
3: so
2: like he is literally Captain Hawkeye. Like of all the people in in, in America, everybody in Kinnick would have picked Josie Jewell as like their favorite player. So the fact that Cooper s- had to get announced yeah. right after it was just absolutely I will brilliant. say
3: this. It might just be, I, I'm very, I'm very self-centered. <laughs> and, and so in the moment I was very aware, self-aware of how much applause I was getting. <laughs> and I will say there was a little dip between Josie and, and me, and then it went back up when my name was said. So, I think what helped me out was literally the week prior. I, you know that that was a big week for me. I I I was now known as the polecat, and everyone kind of knew that. So, I actually did get a a I think I would say a more than average applause from the crowd. I appreciate that. Yeah, we, to we, all the yeah, well, to you, all the people. You deserved who it, buddy. Clap, job, cheered for me. Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: no, the but, least they could do is applaud for you a little extra after you failed to score at, like, the two-yard line. Chipped over your yeah, own. Yeah, that was tough. Don't yeah.
3: Um, Still running, haven't told the polecat story. We will tell it eventually. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, running out to see your parents, like, I tried to hold it back, but, you know, I started getting that lump in my throat and everything. Like, cause, you know, it, it's really a time to, like – you know, thank your parents for a quick second for everything that they've done for you, especially us as walk-ons. Like they sacrificed even more than, um, yeah, even more than they had to for us. Oh. And I, I know there's nothing more that my parents loved seeing than uh, their kids play, and for this to be their uh, last time to get a scene in Kinnick, it was uh, it was an emotional time for me. And uh, you try to put that all away and. But, uh, yeah, as soon as the, as the game kicks off, you really, you really try to go back to, back to normal, back to focus and just, you know, hone in on the game. But yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It is, it's a little bit of a distraction, but you know, it's, it's a special moment that, you know, I think
3: guys and their families really appreciate. Yeah. I love the way we do it. Uh, I mean, a lot of places do it like that, but I just, it's, it's very special, um,
1: I'm never going to get over for me the fact that we lost our senior day. Like that was probably the worst locker room I've ever been in. Yeah, except for the, the fuck Big I Ten championship. Them. That's yeah. other than that. Uh,
2: yeah, I like to repress those memories that we uh, that we lost on our senior day. That was absolutely brutal. Yeah,
3: yeah that, was, that was. just a poor. It's yeah. just a poor game. It's, I'm not even going to talk about it. Um, for me, it was. I'm a weirdo uh, and I think a lot about a lot of stuff, and so there's you know i like part of it is because as a specialist and it might be it might even be i don't know what the cause and effect is if you're a specialist, then it causes you to be be this way or if you're this way, it causes you to play positions like special teams, but um. I don't I didn't have as much to think about like a playbook or a scheme or something to take my mind off anything, any game that we ever played. So I, I was always probably more aware than Kevin or Drake was just about everything in general because I was I was kind of allowed to be. I, I didn't have Hey guys. Yep, it's me again. Gotta interrupt the episode real quick to talk to you guys about Spotify Uh, One of the sponsors of this podcast on Spotify, you can listen to all your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. Yeah, we're on Spotify. I don't know how we did that, but pretty cool. Um, Other things you can do on Spotify is follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline, wherever you are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app. Search for Wash Up Walk-Ons on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also make sure to follow us so that you never miss an episode of the Wash Up uh, Walk-Ons. My mental real estate wasn't taken up by um, you know, plays or, or schemes or, uh, strategies we were trying to use to win the game. I basically had one thing to, to go out and do and it was ingrained in me as muscle memory. So I got a lot more time to, to think about stuff and I'm just a weirdo who likes to think about stuff. So, uh, I, I think the, a lot of the emotion for me, cause I love, I love playing in Kinnick. I obviously, I mean, one of the best things in the world, but I don't so much hold on to that as, as much as I do just, uh, Oh, the, uh, you see the guys before you, who you look up to and you really respect, uh, for us, it was James Morris, who was the honorary captain the other day. Uh, you know, all the guys, Sheriff Van Sloten. Like for me, Casey Kreider, all those guys who we came in our very first year, and, and those are the guys when you come in. And and they are proven and they know how to do it right. They know how to be a hawkeye. They have they have laid the path. And as a freshman, it's tough to it's tough to see your five year journey to that point. It's really impossible. But you know that if you get there and it, and it's reinforced by the coaches that getting to that point is a very, very hard thing to do and it's very special and you join an elite group of people if you make it there. And so, you know, and then and then you go through that five-year process and you experience everything that it actually takes to get there and the work and the dedication and and everything the brotherhood everything that goes into it and then you make it and it's uh it's just uh it's it all hits you at once and for me it's just I I just don't deal with that very well uh I like literally want to cry right now thinking about it just talking about it so when all that comes back to you It it that's what makes it special. I could. We had a when when Nate Kading was our honorary captain. He uh was wait he might have been the honorary captain for that day. Ohio State was what was he the honorary captain the week before or Ohio State he was okay all right so he was just the honorary captain a couple weeks before that our senior day, and he talked about a little bit of his speech to us was how we were getting close to the end of the season and the seniors didn't have very many chances left. And when he talked about what he remembered is he remembered uh, the bus ride from the hotel to the, to the stadium and putting his hand on the cold glass and just really being self-aware of his, of his opportunity and and the moment he was in and he could still remember that. And as we rode the bus from Kirkwood hotel in Cedar Rapids to Iowa city that day. I remembered what he had said and that I had, I lit, I already started to tear up like on the bus ride, you know, and then I stopped myself and I was off and on for like the next probably hour as, as a, because I have, like I said, more time to let things actually infiltrate the mind and I have, and I think about it, you know, we get off the bus for the last time you do your last Hawk walk ever. As you walk through the Hawk, you know, the, the theme songs playing, um, fight songs playing. That's the last time you're going to touch Kinnick Nile Kinnick's helmet. Uh, you go down the stairs, little things like there was, uh, boxes of gum at the bottom of the stairs. And, you know, that's the last time you're ever going to grab a piece of gum and, and, throw it in your mouth and start chewing it while you listen to your music before, as you get ready, you know, last time you throw, last time you literally throw the home Jersey over your pads. Last time you, last time you hit the, uh, last time you hit the, the top of the, you know, the thing over the doorway as you walk out for the swarm, all that stuff. And it's, it's tough. Um, and then the, the really shitty part for me, Shitty part, but also very cool because it's it's so respectful to what you've done and, and your – I don't know how many we had, 14 or 15 seniors. The, the 15 of you that have gone through it and made it there is um, as the team walks out of the locker room for the final swarm of the year, the seniors aren't a part of it, and you kind of ha- – in in my head, it was you hand it off to them, uh, and you kind like that's it, it, you're handing it off to them, and you're telling them, "All right, we've we've done our part. This is it for us. You guys go take the lead." And that's kind of what I felt when they came out of the swarm the other day, as this senior class left, um, and it's just a super special moment. The swarm leaves the tunnel without you and then everybody uh, and then everybody gets to be called out. It's just it's super it was super special. It's less special when Josie goes before you, though. (laughs) That sucks.
2: I guess I really Um, must. It's either I'm an alien or some like alternative being that doesn't have these emotions or you're absolutely a pussy. And I don't know what the correct answer is <laughs> because I, I cannot, I literally cannot connect with you on the same page here. Like I didn't feel any of those things. It it truly just felt like the, this, the same thing as always, like the only time that I really felt like, wow, this is different is obviously getting called uh but that like wasn't emotional for me at all i was just excited to play the only time that it actually hit me that this is a little bit weird is that i came off of the field from you know taking the picture of my parents and
0: with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
2: coach woods walked up to me and he had tears in my eyes or tears in his eyes and he gave me a hug and i was like whoa this is weird like what is my coach doing hugging me and crying before the game starts like this this doesn't feel right so like that that was when it felt like a little bit weird to me but i definitely never had those like sad emotions i don't know fucking robot
3: uh i might be a little soft but it's just i'm super emotional all right, that's the way I think of it, and for me, then what capped it off, and this is what I tweeted about, was uh, my dad, he was an offensive lineman in 86 and 87. Uh, he went to both of those holiday bowls, um, never played. He was uh, like a second or third stringer. Um, and, I mean, he would, didn't make it very deep into his career. He's a f- redshirt freshman and then a freshman, so he never he never really fully experienced it, but he, I mean, he was a part of the program for two years. Coach, I mean, every time we we walk into the building when he's with me, he, Coach Ferentz knows him by name, like obviously, because that's just the kind of program it is. But um, he never got to really get on the field. He never experienced senior day. He never made it to the end. And um, the like my whole, my whole life, there was always like a part of me that wanted to do it for him. And what I tweeted about was the, when I walked uh, we, I ran out, hugged my mom. Me and my dad aren't really huggers. (laughs) It's just not the way me and Todd are. But, uh, I look, I like, I like Kevin. I was, I was crying. Like I was probably full cry, I would say. And, I just looked at my mom. I was like, this is a tough one. And and from the back, my dad just goes, he's he's not a real, he's probably more on the Drake side of emotion. And uh, he, you know, he was kind of just gave a little laugh, like his awkward laugh, trying not to be emotional about it. And was like, tough one. This is a dream come true, man. And it, I could hear the emotion in his voice and it made it even worse (laughs) because it was just a very proud moment. So yeah, that's the kind of emotions it gets from me. Like I'm literally in tears right now, like tearing up, just thinking about it. So it's a very, it's a special day that I'll remember forever. Um, and Drake's an alien. So essentially. I, I'm, all right.
2: Well, is. I'm an alien and senior day is actually really special, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, so let's dude, talk about the game this... before you start bubbling up like an idiot.
3: No, I'm good now. It's just, it's just, uh, it's a good day to think about. Um, like even, uh, like Kevin said, like Kevin said, it's a bit of a distraction. Then you gotta, it's weird. Cause then you come out of that and you're like, Oh shit. All right, got to go play a game. Let's go do it. So yeah, it's like, like I, I said, I don't have to seven. be on a. On,
1: no, go ahead.
3: I I don't have to be so amped up and juiced like, and constantly ready to go like take somebody's head off. That wasn't my job. So it was very, it was very much easier thing for me to do to, uh, to be in that state of emotion for that kind of day. So I think that's why it's probably a little bit more emotional for me. But um, go ahead, Kev, with what you were going to say.
1: Yeah, like just with the, the thing, like you got to snap it back in right away. It's not exactly an easy thing to do because, like, those guys on the upside line don't give a fuck that it's your senior day. They honestly are trying to ruin it, you know. And uh, yeah, yes. sure. snap it in from emo from you know an extremely emotional moment you're sharing with your uh, your fellow seniors and your parents and your coaches be and have to like snap it in like I'm in football mode like none of that shit like matters anymore I I gotta go win this game it's it's not an easy thing to do but um I think uh I think even still like I it was a little bit emotional just watching uh the guys beneath us go through it too like for sure because those are our boys you know we spent the last four years with them and uh you know, we 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 passed off pass it off to to them when we graduated, and now they're uh, we got to see what the, what they could do with their senior year and how how they became the the leaders of the team, and for them to be passing it off again, it's just it's uh, I don't know, man. You, you create a bond with those guys, and it's just sad to see them go. You know, you just wish that you could you could play forever with all your boys, and uh, time's just a bitch. You can't you can't play yep. forever, man, and it sucks.
3: So,
2: all right.
1: Well, yeah, um, we won. <laughs>
2: we, yeah, we beat Nebraska. I mean, let's let's get this. Uh, let's not we'll have ramp no
3: it back up. We'll ramp it now. back up because Drake. This definitely isn't Drake's kind of episode right now. So we're yeah, gonna this ramp
2: this. This is crazy. This is bullshit.
3: <laughs> uh, so Friday, day after Thanksgiving. Little Red uh entered Kinnick uh at 4 and 7 and they left at 4 and 8 because the Hawks got it done uh a lot to talk about about um <clears throat> a lot to talk about with uh with this team not really much of it is good uh and they make it very hard to talk anything good about them uh starting with the fact that, I guess, pre-game they were doing some Michigan State Michigan type of bullshit and like trying to dance in like in our way of trying to warm up. I, I didn't even see it. I saw a very short Twitter clip of it. Do you either of you know what actually happened? And yeah, so um, apparently they were just
1: being a bunch of chirpy motherfuckers, which you know, what, no surprise they're all talk over there out west and not a whole lot to back it up with like even before like warm-up warm-ups when we're going through our uh, our primer when we're just in shorts and our uh, our under armor stuff like they're like trying to chirp at the guys from all the way across the field and stuff like you know it's just such a low class operation over there and then when we're actually going through our actual warm-ups you know where we line up on the sidelines they're like trying to like stand in the way of where we're supposed to line up like you get 50 to 50 actually not even you have like 40 to 40 like you're not supposed to be interacting with the other team at all you're supposed to stay within your side of the 40 and our guys are going to line up on you know the visitor sideline but on our side of the field where we're supposed to warm up and the the fucking nebraska players wouldn't move and like are trying to like be i don't know tough tough guys and like get in the way of our warms like
3: the fuck is that just like and just like kindergarten shit like yeah
1: I guess I guess Brian and Doyle went over there to yell at them then Scott Frost was in there somehow and uh, just such a low-class operation over there like fuck those guys
3: yeah so this goes back to like their fan base and how they want to be respected they're trying to do something they are trying to build a program over there the players are not helping themselves out or the program out by doing stuff like this like they just aren't if you're gonna do chippy shit and and talk and trash talk first of all like what grounds are they doing it on you're four and seven in somebody else's stadium stop
2: for when you can't walk goods. the walk, Stop. sometimes you got to try and talk the talk to make up for it. You know, like dudes with really small dicks that drive really big trucks. <laughs> just kind of like
1: <laughs> that you got to make up with, for it somehow. That is Nebraska to a T. Um, yeah, I guess yeah. that is that. Like the, just like little shit, like pissed me. Like I saw a safety like throwing up the the, the crossbones after he like, made a tackle. Oh, it was like a twelve yard game. He's like trying to like hype himself up. Like bro, you just know that you just gave up a gashing run like you think you're cool right now how about you were throwing up the bones that's cool you dumbass yeah they were throwing up the bones
3: at like just all game like didn't matter if it was a 12 yard gain or a four yard gain gave up a first down big play if they got a tackle they were making sure that they threw up the bones and that just goes back to what drake said about how they don't have any idea what it actually means to be a black, like a black shirt in their program. I respect it's Truly
2: disrespecting the world-class players that came before them because there were right. truly some absolute animals on the Nebraska team when the black shirts were created. And I was just
3: going to say, uh, these guys are the, honestly,
2: the, we, we try and leave the Jersey in a better place. And that's like our motto is that, you know, No matter who wore the jersey before you, if it's passed to you, then you got to make sure that you do everything in your power to leave it better than you found it. And for the past 20 years, these dudes have been doing the exact opposite of that. And they're trying to ruin the jersey. Yeah. I mean, these players are making a mockery of the jersey because they think that they are tied to those players from the past. And they are in no way, shape, or form tied to those players. They're truly an embarrassment. And I guarantee you, if you pulled the players from those national championship teams and asked if they were proud of the Nebraska program and where it's at, they would say absolutely fucking not. And yeah. you know, they, they, these players are causing shame to the to their own program's name by trying to act like something they're not. As a Hawkeye football player, you uh, at least I.
3: And we were taught to respect every opponent. And most of the teams behave and act in a way where you have a mutual respect that they busted their ass for an entire year. We busted our ass for an entire year. Let's go have some fun, be competitive, and play a football game. But it's just not the case from what I saw out of the actions, and some of the things that were said by Nebraska players and done by Nebraska players. They're not helping themselves out. And their fans continue to try and back them up. And it, it really, sorry fans of Nebraska, but your players aren't helping you. The program is not helping you right now. It's just, you guys got a little bit of a way to go. I will say this, they played a lot better in the second half of the season. That's all I, was, I can give
2: them. Yeah, and and after I got done trashing them, I, I did want to say that I actually was reasonably impressed by the Nebraska that came out of the locker room for the second half. The first half, I, Nebraska, I was a little bit surprised at how well their offense played, but as for their defense, I was not surprised at all that the Hawks had just scored at will on them because that was that's the Nebraska team we're used to playing. We're used to hanging 50 on those guys because they're so sorry. But, like, I actually was pretty impressed by the fact that, you know, we get down to the three-yard line, up 15, with a chance to go up 22, and, you know, the game is just over at that point. And, you know, to their credit, they made a really good play and then came back down and scored and were able to tie the game up. And that was, like – heart out of nebraska and you know this this like idea that they were actually trying to win the game that i haven't seen for a while out of them so i i do have to credit them for that
1: yeah i am i said i think we get that touchdown there and they roll over but they did fight their way back and to be honest to watch the the fans and the crowd you know get excited that you know they're back in the game just to have their hearts ripped out at the end by miguel was almost as good as blowing them out because that was just it was just for me
2: it was almost as good, but they didn't cover. So that's true. Seeing as money is way more important than emotion, um, I would have taken a fifty-point beatdown uh, to the bank. I would have preferred that.
1: That being but said, you, we you do mentioned the for uh, for not. Following through and covering, I think we're now what? What are we now? Seven and two, or six and two?
3: We're like six Sixers. or, or, seven, six or seven and two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, seven and two against the spread. Um, you can't win them all, you know. Seven and two is pretty good. Uh, you mentioned the you mentioned the fake field goal where you know we score and they probably roll over. Speaking of rolling over, you guys see Wisconsin last night, dude? What's going on?
1: I don't know what I don't know what's going on up in that program. They were supposed to be a really good team this year
3: and just has hey, not been seven out. and five. I love to see it because they're so successful every year, and sometimes you just need to be set down a little bit. Yeah, but seven like and five one of those
1: programs you talked about like that's a, that's a program
3: that we had a lot of respect for. You know, like yeah, their respect. I mean, their respect. They're I mean, they did they do things right. Obviously, right now in my eyes, something on the inside is wrong. Or is going on because the performance, effort, and product that they put out last night and and really just on the backside of their season is not very good. And what we always used to talk about uh, inside inside our complex was and it was our it was one of our themes was a slight edge and how time is going to. This is one of Coach Doyle's greatest quotes: "Time will reward you or expose you," and. at at an exponential rate and uh, it exposed Wisconsin over the course of this year. Yeah. I don't know if it was because they were supposed
1: to be like, uh, they're a very popular college football playoff pick. You know, once they lost a couple games then they got eliminated from the West championship. I don't know if they just, you know, called it quit on the season or something, but yeah, they were, they, they had the most disappointing year in the big 10 probably.
3: Yeah. So, uh, but back to that field goal where if we score, Nebraska probably rolls over. If if we don't, then we kind of give them a little bit of life, which is what happened. Uh, Drake, you said you wanted to talk a little bit about that field goal. And I I had something I wanted, had to, wanted to bring up about the field goal as well. I heard somebody – I was at the game. All three of us were actually at this game. Uh, from where I was sitting, there was a guy who really thought he knew it was going on. And this is going to be – Maybe it can be a topic next year during the season. Uh, like top three dumbest things that we heard at the game. But over the course of the game, I, I probably could have put together a list of 20 or 30 things that are just the stupidest shit that I've ever heard fans say. And uh, the, what, what's worse is that other fans around them agree and like nod their head and they all think they have it figured out. And you don't. You don't have it figured out. When we ran that fake field goal, This guy was so pissed that Coach Ferentz was trying to get, quote, cute with the fakes.
2: Dude. It wasn't wasn't two years ago that people were crying for Coach Ferentz to just call a fake of any sort. And then he did, and they were successful, and then people were calling for more fakes. We need more fakes. And now all of a sudden, one out of six goes wrong, and people don't want them anymore
3: yeah so so we we run a fake against uh illinois it works Amani money hooker punt fake successful really helped us at the end of the first half in that game miguel comes out i don't remember if it was before or after kicks an amazing little squib fake uh kickoff type deal that one's successful a couple games later we run the poll cat that helped us demolish ohio state that's three in a row then this year we come out we run uh a fake earlier in the season. And then we run the one, uh, Herky at Minnesota where that one is a Hawkinson touchdown. And now one fake goes wrong.
2: You forgot hocus pocus. You forgot Sam's hocus hocus pocus. Hocus
3: pocus. Yeah. Penn state. That one kept us in that game. I mean, and this guy says that we're getting cute with the fakes. Like you, you don't get to experience the good, which it's been real fucking good
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law.
0: See terms and conditions 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
3: Without a little bit of bad, and I did, that's just one of the things I heard over the, over the weekend, which is so stupid. The other one that I really hate, I'm not going to go into a whole list now, but the other one I really hate is when, is the, he's wide open, throw it to him. Okay, okay. <laughs> he, he looks wide open to you from 50 rows up in the stands, but let's break it down a little bit. He is open right now, but by the t- time Nate decides to throw him the ball, he's no longer going to be open. All right, that's how a play develops down on the field. Second, from where you're looking, he might look open. Nate has this thing called a, a defensive line to look over. He doesn't always have a throwing lane. It's it's just not that easy. It's just this things that fans don't think about. Like it just really pisses me off. Yeah.
1: And they probably also don't know the fact that quarterbacks go through a progression where they read, Yeah, they read one thing. They're only, they're starting off looking at one receiver then they go to another receiver. Then they go to the third receiver. If you're lucky, you can get to the third or fourth receiver if you have enough time. But yeah, it, the the guy might be open, but that's not where he's supposed to be looking right now. So, I mean,
3: yeah, it's it's just not that easy. There was one where we got a real it was towards it was in the second half. We we completed an easy uh like third down, third and short pass to Nick Easley on our sideline. And Noah was wide open across the middle, but he broke late and so Nate was already throwing the ball by the time uh Fant was had broke open. And it was also when you throw it out to the flat, you don't have a line that you have to, to throw it over and you don't have to worry about a hand coming up and knocking down your pass. And people were just livid that we didn't go to Fant on the play. And I had to hold back real bad to not explain to them that it it's just be happy that we just took the easy four yards on a third and three with nobody in Nate's face and it was just an easy completion you don't understand that the the fan pass is harder than you than it looks. Um, yeah, me and yeah. my uh, me and my it's, brother actually almost got in a
1: fight with a fan at the Northwestern game. He was uh, he was he was a little upset that we were running the ball on the last drive of the game, and we're like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? That was an eleven yard run before he fumbled the ball. Why are you upset about the play call? Like he dropped the fucking ball. Yeah, be upset about that, but you know if he doesn't. It's first and ten on their forty-eight yard line with a minute and a half left. I don't, I don't just, I know they just—I don't. They only think about, about
3: right now. For. What's that? They only think about the right now and what what's happening, play to play, and they don't. I and I and, and I understand that. I respect it. Fans don't see it the way former players do, but you have to think about it on a deeper level if you're going to criticize with any kind of validity behind it or you want like you don't have room to criticize if you're not doing it on a on a thought out and real level it's just my take so uh, I've got my,
2: I've got my own theory on uh casino Kf and his his fakes if you guys are down to hear this yeah I go no go ahead. Which so here's my casino. theory behind this, is that for a lot of years, Coach Ferentz was very, very conservative and didn't call any fakes. And then obviously he heard a lot of noise um, from the outside world, I'm sure, of of people calling for fakes and how we're too vanilla and everything like that. And then, of course, he probably hears a little bit of pressure from the uh, assistant coaches saying like, you know, coach, I really think this fake is going to work, everything. so. Uh in the hotel, Brady Ross and I always shared a room and we just happened to be the room that was next door neighbors with Coach Ference's room. And uh every once in a while, um most most nights in the hotel after our snack, we would go and play uh Euchre in the quarterback's room. So usually I would leave my room nine twenty, nine thirty, something like that, go down there and play cards for about an hour before lights had to go out. And Every once in a while, I would catch Coach Ference walking out of his room at the same time that I was, and we would say our hellos and everything and then go our separate ways, and I think I figured out where Coach Ference was going all those times. He was leaving the hotel to go to Riverside Casino, where I spend a good deal of my time, and he was going to the blackjack table, and he would play blackjack and figure out if he was running hot or not, and if he was running hot, then he was all about the fakes. And I feel like that's just the only explanation: is that he uh, he was sneaking out of the team hotel to play blackjack to figure out if the fakes were gonna be successful or not. It must be up a lot of money. Yeah, I feel like oh. he's just running can really. You imagine
3: hot. if yeah, can you imagine if KF actually walked in to Riverside? They it'd would be,
2: have an app. Ab- they would lose their minds. Everybody in be, the entire building would lose their mind. It'd be insanity.
3: Uh, so somehow we've made it. Fifty four minutes into this thing. Uh, mostly through me being soft for a long bit <laughs> in the middle there. Um what else were we gonna talk about? We got we got a little bit left. We're oh okay. We're gonna talk about I, I felt like we, we gave up some good Nebraska material there. I there's always gonna be stuff to talk about in Nebraska, so
1: Oh, I do got one thing I want to talk about. Okay. I did I, w- I went out to downtown Iowa City last Wednesday night and I uh I ran into a bunch of the managers. They were out having a, a jolly good time and uh they they informed us that pretty much 85% of the team listens to the podcast on the plane ride or bus rides, wherever they're going and uh likes to discuss it afterwards and you know several of the coaches are avid listeners as well. Um Love that. I was uh, I was excited to hear about the, the boys on the team listening.
3: I was not as excited to hear about not some excited. of the coaches listening. Well, we know that Marty listens. Shout out, Marty. Probably our number one fan. <laughs> Love you, Martin. We know that Tyler Barnes tunes in. I don't know if he listens to all of them, but if he's listening, shout out Tyler Barnes again. <laughs> Past that, I don't know. I know KB at one point was like, I'm going to have to check this out. I, I don't know. Huh. I, I don't know if I feel comfortable with anybody else listening. You know, if like Coach Parker. But we put ourselves out there. So.
1: Or Brian or listening. Like, j- Just remember me for who I was and not the asshole I am on this podcast. That's all I'm asking.
2: Yeah. I'm with Kevin on that one. <laughs> uh, and Coach Brian, if you're listening, uh, you can just remember me as the asshole that I was and that I still am. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, all right. So Hawks finish eight and four. I'm not gonna get into if it was a disappointing year or not, potential expectations. At this point, I don't give a shit, and there's no point in it. They're eight and four. It is what it is. You get what you deserve. So looking forward, and it seems to be the consensus with at least most of the Iowa media on Twitter. Uh Everybody starts talking about bowl projections projections now and such. And selfishly, I think we've mentioned this before when uh, someone asked about our favorite bowl game and where we wanted to go. Me and Kevin both said the Holiday Bowl, and it's looking like the Hawks are going to go to the Holiday Bowl. And so I-, I selfishly want them to go there. I will be jealous that they get to go to San Diego. And if they do get picked to go to the Holiday Bowl, I'll be, I'm extremely happy. That the uh, the program and some of the guys that we know are going to get to experience that. And, uh, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. I think it'll be neat. Yeah, so I think it's, it's between the Holiday
1: Bowl, and I heard Tampa's in the mix, too, which I can't imagine. Yeah, which I don't like. Now I like it. Tampa's a good bowl. Like, it's a good bowl. The fact that we just went but- there. Like two years ago, and then right. two years before that, you know, I can't imagine they yeah. pick them again. Going three times in five years, it's just not what you're looking for, right? Yeah, you like you try, you want to go to Six different years. places, but they put on a really good bowl, though. So, you know, there's obviously worse places you can go, like New York City in December. That kind of fucking sucked. But yeah, it you did just suck to
2: more games than seven to uh, to make sure right, that you right. don't have to go play on a fucking ice rink.
1: Well, I mean, it's because they got three washed up walk-ons out there on the field. And so that's
3: why you get seven wins. You got three assholes like us playing. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, then you, then the three assholes go and make a podcast where I tried to promote and I, you know, I hit up AJ Claiborne on Twitter, said, Hey man, you could come on our podcast. Uh, someone said that he should start his own podcast. And he's like, I don't talk. I just tweet or something. And I said, well, you could come on our podcast. And that got a lot of favorites. I got like twenty or thirty favorites. He didn't respond to me. So (laughs) (laughs) we got we got anger to say he would come on and Greenway said he would do it. We're not quite into the importance of AJ Claiborne.
1: Uh yeah, like you said though, he's not a
3: talker. Like he was honorary captain
1: one time and he had a pretty short speech. You know, it was it was impactful, but you know didn't have a lot to say. He didn't have a lot to say, but what he said he meant. So I mean he, he's yeah,
3: you, uh he he really talks he 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 talks with his actions. Right. Exactly. Uh,
2: I would say Adrian Claiborne and Tyler Kluver are For exactly Adrian. what polar opposites it are. <laughs> like if you can yeah. pick the exact exact definition of polar opposite, it's Claiborne and Kluve. Big athletic, yeah, small no.
1: unathletic, a talker versus a non talker. Yeah, I mean I guarantee I ran a right. faster change of direction
2: um he had more uh big plays in the big 10 yeah you know first round that's, draft pick
1: undrafted
3: yeah oh that's drafted pod podcaster <laughs> um but yeah it- drake you have any thoughts on the bowl holiday bowl maybe we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it here as time go on because we we're gonna have and i'm gonna talk about this and finish the podcast with this but uh But
2: any thoughts on it, Drake? I guess I would just say if they are going to end up in San Diego at the Holiday Bowl, I would assume it's going to be playing Washington State, which would be a really cool matchup. It's a very different style of team than um, what we're used to playing in the Big Ten. So that would be just a unique matchup for the players and I think a pretty fun challenge. Um, And it'd also be a really cool experience. Obviously, I would assume a lot of the players haven't been out to San Diego. That's obviously a very long way from the university of Iowa. And uh, I think it'd be a really cool experience to just spend the holidays out there and um, there's not too much better place to spend Christmas than on a beach in San Diego.
3: There you go. Beach in San Diego would be pretty sweet. Uh, so we're going to finish with this. We just hit the hour mark. Uh, I got two things to say, kind of catch up bookkeeping stuff before we, before we leave you guys off on this fine Monday. We hope you have a great Monday. We really do go kill some work. Or, or just kill some time at work by listening to us. Hopefully, you you got to do that. Well, um, by the time
2: you guys hear this podcast, most of you, I will probably be uh, pretty deep into a poker session. So, uh, send a little heat my way. I would. It would be much appreciated. Way.
3: Yeah. Uh, if everyone could just send fire emojis over Twitter and just tag Drake, with it, <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, I would things. truly
2: appreciate that.
3: Yeah, it'll help a lot so two things uh where is this podcast going now that the season the regular season is over um and and um what's up with the merch are we going to be selling more merch when can we get it yada yada so number one where is this podcast going we currently plan to do this every every week We're, we're gonna we're gonna continue to pump them out it's this is the new night that we're going to do it on, Sunday nights, Monday mornings. We're going to start your week off hot with the Watch Up Block Ons podcast. For now, there's no end in sight. That's what we're doing. Uh, and, and kind of what we're going to hopefully mesh into here is we still have to figure it out on our end, but we want to start bringing on the guests now that we've been talking about because now that there won't be games to talk about, we're going to bring on guests Get their input, some some good content from those people. Hopefully, that will provide. Um, until we get better at this and can just continue to do it in the offseason and produce good content, those people will pr- produce our content for us. And we, being uh, players for the last five years, we have some connections that um, are pretty interesting, and we can we can provide some pretty good uh, some pretty good guests. I, I believe two. Where's, the, where's this merch thing going? So the merch store has closed. You guys were amazing. You guys supported us very incredibly over the top of what we thought you were going to. That is the, not the last of the merch. We are currently, once this, well, I guess for the merch that those of you did buy, that will be shipped out, processed, and shipped this week. As you hear this, it is currently being processed and shipped out. You guys should have that a week or two before Christmas. So, that'll be great. We're excited to see that as, as you guys are as well. We know there will be more merch. We don't know if we're going to continue to just open up limited time stores or if we're going to move to a um a permanent store where you could go anytime any day, no deadline and just buy t-shirts from us or whatever whenever you want um this kind of goes back to the whole we don't know what we're doing at all so we have to look into this and kind of figure out our options and the capabilities of each route um we're gonna figure that out we will keep you updated on the twitter account facebook all that uh we beat nebraska it's a good week don't have a lot to, to give you, to, to go out on. We don't have a Hawks by a million. I mean, as always, Hawks by a million, right? You know right? what? But Fuck it. Find a Hawks team. Put a
1: million yeah. on them because they're going to win by a million.
3: You know what? Basketball's playing. Wrestling I don't I don't right? know who we, pl- we play. We play Wisconsin Friday. Hawks by at least a million, maybe two. Find a better Watch, hard. Out. Take
2: watch out for my boy, Joey's camp. Number 10, freshman, super soaker. He has a flamethrower for a right hand. He doesn't miss. I've got him going for at least 50. Uh, Hawks by a million.
1: <laughs> yeah, find, find a there bookie that will
2: take a wrestling bet. You
1: know The Hawks are going to have a really good team this year. Find a bookie that will take a wrestling yeah. bet because the Hawks are going to win by a million yeah. at least a few times, going 10 for 10 with pins. Let's go. Hawks by a
3: million. There you go. We hope you guys enjoy us on this new Monday time slot. That's it for us. Wash up walk-ons out. Go Hawks. Hawks.
2: Fuck a corn husker.
0: Everyone, I'm MJ Acosta Ruiz, and I'm Lindsay Zarniak, and together we'll be hosting the On Her, Her Turf, Turf podcast this summer. On Her Turf is hosting a daily Olympics podcast that focuses exclusively on women's sports and the amazing women competing in Tokyo. We'll bring you interviews with Olympians and in-depth analysis on your favorite teams. Plus, we're going to talk about some of the challenges still facing women's sports today. So, join us daily at On Her Turf as we cover all the excitement of the Tokyo Olympics. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts and be sure Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone.